everyone, my name is Brennan Patrick, that's Sophie Green, and you're listening to the Superlit Podcast. Intro music. There it is. <laughs> Superlit Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie. Hello. <laughs> Thinking about how you're going to I'm respond. I'm trying to think of a funnier answer, and then it's like, <laughs> it me. Hello. Would you like to introduce Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> no. Dylan the hippo. Oh, you have the book behind you. I guess it's your turn. Let me use our shelf. Yeah. To put my drink on. Yes. Wow. We went to IKEA. Yeah, I did. Da na na Let me open the sleeve. What book are we talking about this week? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a mystery. We'll never know. <laughs> this week we're talking about "Ready When You Are" by Gary Lonesborough. Okay. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's more to the podcast this week. No. I know. Jess is a teenage boy living in Niche, an aboriginal community in Australia. He hangs out with his mates, has a girl who's really interested in him, and lives with a family doesn't ask too many questions. He feels he's got everything under control until Thomas comes along. Thomas is a mysterious boy with a troubled past who's been taken by, in by Jackson's aunt. When Jackson's aunt and cousin come to visit, Thomas and Jackson are suddenly sharing a room and a whole lot of tension. At first, the tension seems to come from the intrusion in Jackson's life, but then it becomes about something much deeper and much more personal. Jackson's never let himself love before, not the way he's starting to love Thomas. It's scary and confusing and he acts like a secret, but feels like the truth. It's not like anything he's ready for, but it'll take him where he needs to be if he lets it. Cute! Woo 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 woo! If he just fucking lets it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we were... Gifted this book by Scholastics, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. They sent us the copies of it. I believe David Levithan is the person who, like, did the um, the forward for this book. Uh, In my copy, it has that. But I not- don't have that. What oh. the hell? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my god! Sorry, I love David Levithan. He's yeah. extremely important to me. And yeah, I that's why I was like, okay. yeah. So, dear reader, yeah, ah! he's right. a publisher and editorial director. That's why. There you go. What a gift to humanity. Yeah. So he did the forward oh, for that for the arc. Yeah, fancy boy. So he compared this book to um, Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. Okay. Um, in terms of, like, the writing style. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I guess, like, also, like, the kind of subject matter that it is. I feel like it's, like, the same age group, but just uh, obviously different. 
but I I kind of like the pace that I would start off with. I like the pace of the book. Oh, sorry, yeah. he mentioned no, okay. Mason and Leah. In the- yeah, and there's other people, but those are the people's names I recognize. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think for me, like the pacing of the book, I can definitely see what. Uh, David's talking about in terms of like the comparison there. Yeah. Also, before I get any deeper into the book, I just like the cover. I think it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. I like the, um, just like the tone of it, like the colors. Um, I like the, uh, silhouettes on it too. Um, I always like when, I know like it's not for every book, like having like two, like, queer people on the cover like together like holding hands I like, know mm-hmm. it's not like always what every author wants mm-hmm. um, but when they do it I really like it because um, it's not necessarily something that like oh if I'm re- reading this book it's like what's going on mm-hmm. um, and I also just like the coloring book I know that has nothing to do with the book itself but mm-hmm. um, your book is very different from mine yeah because you have um, a hard cover with a book sleeve and I have the art copy but um yeah, no, I, that's, I think that's like the one note I had at the, at the beginning was I just appreciated the pacing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the end, it does pick up like quite a bit and yeah. it's just like, you're riding this roller coaster and it's like, okay, easy, easy going. And then it's like, <laughs> it takes a right turn and then it's just like, Whoa. we have two days. Yeah. <laughs> we have two days to finish the story. Oh. Yeah, just peek the microphone. R and R. Um, yeah, no, I I had a like enjoyable time reading this book. Well, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> do yes. you want to say anything? <laughs> no, I like this book a lot. I think it had um I'm wondering what it would be. And this is like kind of categorically doesn't matter. It's just kind of like a mm-hmm marketing and like organizational tool but i'm wondering what like reading level this is because it definitely feels a little bit middle grade it says so the ages for this are 14 and up grades nine and up um and it's technically 256 pages but i think the um like i think that's including uh the like author's note, so it's mm-hmm. really to like thirty. Yeah, it's like it's eight. it's a very short book, and I think it's written in an extremely accessible like way. So I think like any younger reader mm-hmm. would be, it would be a good book for them. It has some content that's like a little bit older, but I don't necessarily think it's like something. Uh, I think it's still something that like I like it would be like a good book for like I don't know like a 7th or 8th grader kind of oh for like more quote unquote advanced reading yeah yeah well even that or yeah but just like or like maybe older kids who have like a slightly quote unquote lower than average reading level I think it's like written in a very accessible way mm-hmm. like it felt like it's something that like would be good for younger readers mm-hmm. I think um, um Paul's books are kind of like that too. Well, yeah, he the ones that we've he read explicitly at least. writes middle grade books, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, or at least and the for, ones that we've read for, like, yeah. for like a, a younger reading age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I really like that about this because it has like such like an important like story, and I think I mean it's like obviously like in the, the um I guess this is published through Scholastic, so that's. 
an American company? I think so, yeah. Printed in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I think, like, we don't have, like, a lot of, like, significant, like, stories about, like, Aboriginal people in the U.S. because it's not necessarily, like, something that's focused on in curriculum for kids. So I think that would also be, like, something that would be really important for, like, a younger kid to read about. Mm-hmm. Because that's, like, definitely something that, like needs to be highlighted more in text for kids. Yeah. So I really like that, and I really love the, like, little author's acknowledgement at the end because they're just kind of like, these are my experiences as, like, an Aboriginal person in, um, or I guess a First Nations person in Australia. So, like, I think it does a really good job of, like, highlighting, like, that kind of, like, culture and, like, have that kind of experience for a younger kid. Like, it mm-hmm. kind of in the same way that, like, and this, like, feels very simplification so just pardon me but like kind of the way that like American Girl books sort of want to do it and then there's also like there's another series of books that I've read a lot when I was little that were all historically set mm-hmm. but they were like about kids in like specific- introductory if you will yeah I think I think for me because I don't necessarily know a lot about um, like this particular subject mm-hmm. I think reading this like okay this gives you like a taste of like a little bit of what it's like in the community. Yeah. Um, I think it makes it, for people like me that d- don't necessarily know anything about the culture, um, I think it definitely, like, here, like here's an open door. Like, you can look in and see, like, what some of it is like. Right. And as you said, like, a little bit more, like, simplified way. Right. Like, I feel like I'm being, like, reductive because, like, it's not an historical fiction book because mm-hmm. this is, like, actual people exist in this world still yes. currently, and it's not, like, mm-hmm. learning about that. But Here's I, a look back in time. Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. not that, but I think in the way that those kinds of texts are purposely written as, mm-hmm. like, you're experiencing that kind of thing through, like, a younger character's viewpoint, mm-hmm. it is, like, a very good way for younger readers to like start to understand something and maybe become interested in it and then like maybe of their own volition go to research more stuff about that because yeah. there is like a lot of subtlety and like the conversations that the main character Jackson has like with his mom and like mm-hmm. cause she's an artist so she sells like a lot of her work to like mm-hmm. white people in the community mm-hmm. um and like they have like a very brief moment where they talk about like the invisible children in Australia and, like, just kind of the description of, like, how the community is still extremely segregated, mm-hmm. I think is, like, something that's, like, really important that, like, is good to put in this kind of book that is accessible for a younger audience. Yeah. And scene. Yeah. <laughs> I think also, like, the conversations of, like, racism in the book, like, the the white folks in the, the town making comments about, or, like, the, the word that um, Jackson gets called... Mm-hmm. Um, I I like that when he's talking about it with another character. I think it's Troy. Yeah. Um, Troy, uh, who I can't forgive, just in general. Um, <laughs> I will never forgive. Oh. Um. He's like, oh, I thought this is this. He's like, no, actually, it's racist. Yeah. I like that he was like, no, like it was like it wasn't like, oh, I have to defend this, like this person's emotions. It's like, no, it was actually racist. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, I I liked that it was, like, a straightforward conversation in that aspect. Mm-hmm. And I, too, if, like, if, like, my son was called, like, a racist comment, I'd be like, and you beat his ass, right? I love that. Yeah. yeah it's like, the mom's like, he absolutely 
did the thing he was going going to do. Yeah, he, no, like he deserved that. that yeah, that that kid absolutely deserved that. Like the cheerleader who called me the F slur. Oh my god! A nice little slap. Yeah, so there's definitely like some language and stuff that is like a little bit yeah older, but I don't think it. I think it's warranted. I don't know. We're, I don't want to talk about censorship in children's books. No, but <laughs> I, I think also it's very believable that, like, young teenage boys are calling each other awful things. Oh, yeah, all day. Yeah. Especially, well, and I think, like, from my understanding, like, mm-hmm. the specific language that's used beca- towards Jackson about him being, like, a First Nations person mm-hmm. is kind of handled that way today in Australia. Yeah. Like, it is very much like, no, that's a slur, but also people say it all the time. Yeah. So, like, I think that that is, like, that kind of quick back and forth where the one character is just kind of... And Troy's white, right? Like, I was... I'm assuming so, because he's part of the, like, group of white people that come to camp in that area. Right. But he's, like, nice to him. There's, like, Mm -hmm. literally... There's, like, nothing else necessarily that's, like, a red flag about him, like, immediately. Mm -hmm. But he's just, like, extremely casual and he's like, oh, I just thought that that's, like, a thing that people said. Yeah. And then he's, like, corrected and he's like, okay, cool, I won't say it. Yeah. Like, but it's just, like, such, like, a... It's, like, it's such a casual conversation, but that feels, like, really authentic. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why, like, a lot of this book is, I, to me, I read it and I was like, yeah, I can see this out. Because it didn't feel like a forced conversation or, like, it didn't a feel like thing. Yeah, like, okay, let's, like... Let's educate the kids. Time to pull aside and do a lesson about, like, racial slurs. And, yeah. the, like, current times, it felt mm-hmm. like a conversation that would exist and, like, probably happens yeah. every day. Yeah, for sure. It didn't, it felt like it was, like, inserting information and it was, like, relevant, but it wasn't, like, preaching. Mm-hmm. Which I think we've, uh, I've probably criticized some of our books in the past for, like, having well-meaning information and, like, yeah. I think it's important to have that, but there sometimes feels like you have a scene where a character is, yeah. like, describing something mm-hmm. to a point where it feels like they're kind of just, like, reading, like, a definition of something. Oh, you didn't know about Stonewall? What? Yeah. That's so strange that you didn't know about Stonewall that happened in New York. Yeah, like... the club. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Martha P. Johnson, who was? Yeah, like, they have, like, or, like, let me tell... Oh, it's like, oh, you didn't know what, like, pansexual means? Well, usually it's when a person is... <laughs> it's like, no the one talks that like you're that. you're doing. Exactly. You get, yeah, you yeah. get a, what's it called, like, a newscaster, like... <laughs> This just in. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't know about pansexuality. You ad- you adopt like a oh, what the fuck? Oh, it's gonna bother me. What's it called? A um. Oh, you have like a neutral American accent. It's a uh, it's not nondescript. It is nondescript, but it's a uh, no transatlantic accent. There we go because it's all of them. Yes, when you have a transatlantic accent, you pull conversation to a full halt to have like a vocabulary lesson about some kind of sexuality yeah no that did not happen in this book thank god please leave the voice behind <laughs> i'm trying i keep stuck in it now <laughs> oh no i just can't forgive troy for what he does <laughs> um, later in the book yeah yeah I won't yeah, spoil yeah, that. yeah yeah but in, in the initial conversation yeah I like the gang of children that are constantly running around. I just, like, imagined, like, a cartoon-style dust cloud. Yes. There's, like, children, like, exactly. screaming because they... A kid pokes his head out. How many kids are there? Are there three so I'm sure it's little like, ones? It's, it's, like, his little brother. Right. It's and Jackson's then there's little brother. maybe three other kids. I think two or three of his little yeah. cousins who come with his aunt. Yeah. On top of Thomas, who mm-hmm. is, like, the... 
auxiliary character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but they're, like, constantly describing, like, the little kids just kind of running around. Yeah. Also, there's, like, a part in the very beginning where they're like, go to the lake, and one of them just gets bitten by an extremely poisonous snake. Yeah. And it's too casual. Australia, you're too casual about how dangerous all the animals are. Well, really Everything funny. can kill you. We were watching, what, Survivor, <laughs> and a water snake happened, and I was like, what do you mean, water snake? Oh, yeah, you weren't aware, you'd never been in, you've never been kayaking no. In a creek or a river, and there's just a snake in a tree above you? No, not in a snake above, but I have... When I was in high school, my, like, second year, I was taking pictures of, like, the local river that also has, like, a lake nearby. Sorry, my email noise. That's okay. Um, when I was in high school, I was taking pictures of, like, the lake behind the old high school. Mm-hmm. And I saw, um, like, a snake head, like, on, like, a... He was obviously still alive. Um... I saw him just, like, chilling. Mm-hmm. I took a picture of it, and I showed it to my high school, like, photography teacher. She goes, oh, that snake is really poisonous. It's a water moccasin. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Um, I just didn't know about, like, poisonous, li- like, water snakes at mm-hmm. the time. I, like, know they exist, obviously, now. But, like, I was near this fucking snake just like, oh, let me take your glamour shots. Venomous. Yeah, as one does. Is poisonous different than venomous? Poisonous means it'll kill you if you eat it. Venomous means it'll kill you if it eats you. Well, why is it eating me? <laughs> it's biting you. Why is it biting me? <laughs> I did not That's invite... an unnecessary correction, but I just really like that fact. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway. So the podcast is over. Sophie is getting kicked off. <laughs> oh my god. Joking. Um, I would have to move out. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do this with you in the house. I would just scream full volume every time you had to record. Uh, Get some page turning noises really in here. (laughs) I think also I didn't realize that I, it's not Tomas, right? It's Thomas. I would assume it's Thomas, but actually I don't know. I could be wrong. So I didn't realize that there wasn't an H in his name until like halfway through the book. (laughs) Because I like f- I like fully grasped the spelling of it. Thomas. I think my brain just like put the letter in there yeah. from like reading it. And I was like, oh wait. And then at one point he gets called Tommy. I think that's when I was like, wait, what? Tom? Yeah. <laughs> so is it Tom? <laughs> he gets called Tommy. T O M M Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, wait, is that the first time he gets called Tommy? He, I think he only gets ca- called Tommy like once or twice. That because feels usually um, Jackson refers to him as like uh, I think his like a, like not a shortened name. He just calls him Thomas yeah. the whole te- whole book pretty Which much. I think technically a longer name is Tommy. <laughs> well, We're adding letters, but for, yeah, um, I like their relationship of just like they're like existing near each other. Yeah. And then my, <laughs> Thomas just cannot stop snoring. A nightmare for Sophie. I, you know what? I would simply leave the room. I don't know. He, I'm pretty convinced that Jackson doesn't sleep for the first, like, four nights. Yeah, because he's like, oh, it must be so nice for you getting so much sleep. And he's just, like, sitting there, like, slowly deteriorating because of this man sleeping in his room. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of, I was wondering, like, how quickly that was going to progress because they're sleeping in the same room. Right. And he's sleeping on the floor on like a roll up mattress. Right. Um, and then like one night he's like, I mean, you can, you can sleep in the same bed as me. And I was like, Oh, here it comes. 
And they're on a twin. Two they're on a twin mattress. laying on a mattress. Because they aren't gay. Um, I, the, okay, the, the first conversations that they have, okay, so they, wait, what happens? I, what happens in this book? Is it when they're, like, first introduced to each other? No, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. Are they just in their room? Yeah. No, they're in the canoe. Yeah, there we go. Oh, they're in the canoe. That's what's happening. It's so cute. They're, like, they have a moment in the canoe and they kiss and it's very sweet and they're both, like... This is just, we're just, mm-hmm. just, just guys being guys, Yeah, right? just guys canoeing. Just guys canoeing. Yeah. Um, and then there's, like, this tension because both of them, well, I guess you never really get Thomas's perspective, so I think he's pretty confident. I think he's, there's not a point in the book where he's, like, questioning his sexuality. He just, like, isn't open about it. Yeah. And, like, at first, because it's, like... They're both, like, teens, and it's weird, and it's also, like, kind of... They're, like, he's, like, unsure of, like, the environment mm. is safe and stuff like that. But <laughs> the part after that where there's, like, a little tension, they're trying to, like, figure things out. Mm-hmm. And, like, Jackson just trying to be, like, really coy, and he's doing the, like, oh, I'm not gay thing. I just, yeah. like, that was just weird, right? That was so weird. Yeah. And then Thomas is, like, you know, it would be really weird if we kissed again. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking dying. It was the cutest thing I've ever read. That, and it was, it like... Was so cute. Now would have been a good time to kiss me and, and not be weird. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Shut up. <laughs> That was so funny. He, like, had... He was just, like, a... He... It was interesting because he's, like, introduced and he seems, like, very, mm-hmm. like, solemn and he's, like, not talking to anyone. He's, like, very quiet. He doesn't really mm-hmm. do anything. And then he immediately is just, like, so cute and, like, playful. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, yeah. He's, like, adorable. I like that these boys are very, like, yeah, we're boys. Yeah, men. And then it's just, like, hey, can you come to the beach with me? Do you want to hold hands? Do you want to hang out? <laughs> <laughs> do you, like, want to, like, go for a canoe ride? <laughs> I think it was, like, a really sweet depiction of kind of, like, the kind of, like, weird experience you have when you're, like, a teen and you're, like, I I guess I'm having a feeling, but I'm not sure because hormones are weird and also, like, my brain isn't cooked all the way and, like, I don't know what to do, but also, like, this was fun, so we should probably do it again, and, but, like, also it's weird because, like, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out, like, what the vibe is. It was just, like, I think kind of encapsulate that, like, very confusing, like, kind of awkward time that happens very well in this book. I think also, like, the confusing part of, like, wait, how do I flirt again? Like, literally don't know how to flirt, don't know how to do anything, but then also, like, like, they're not, like, kids' kids. They're 17. They're both 17? Yeah, they're, they're, so they're 17, and they're basically junior. If, for our end, that would make them juniors. Right. So, technically, they have, like, uh, Jackson has a, another year of school left, mm-hmm. but he can choose not to if he gets a job. Right. So, like, he can do that, and a lot of the tension between he and his mother is, like, his mom wants him to go to school and, like, finish, because you find out, like, she just never had that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how it was. But, like, nowadays, as it is for, like, most communities, like, I we didn't get the chance to go to school because we had to work or support ourselves. Right. You have the chance to do it, and I would like for someone in our family to do that. Right. Um, how like a lot of people who are in America, like my family, like we not mine particularly, but like, oh, no one in my family got to go to college. Or like we weren't quote unquote like smart enough for it or something. Right. And it's like, oh, we would like for you like you're the first person in your family to do it. Right. So, like, Jackson is, he and his mom, it's, like, a little bit of back and forth. His mom, I think, is more, like, quiet about it. She, Mm -hmm. like, clearly wants him to go to school and finish, like, high school, if you will. 
But he's like, well, I mean, like, if I can get a job, then I can move, and I don't have to be here anymore. Right. Um, I think she's, like, a real... She's kind of, like, a passive character, I think. Mm-hmm. She's, like, very... Um, not, like, neglectful at all. She's, like, yeah. very supportive, but I think she is... She's also on she, vacation. She's almost... <laughs> she's, like, almost su- supportive to, like, a fault, because mm-hmm. it, like she's not willing to, like, really challenge him necessarily in a lot mm-hmm. of things, but also, like, it strengthens their relationship because there's not a tension of, like, she's forcing him to go back to school. She yeah. wants him to come to that, like, decision on his own. Yeah. Which is, like, more empowering for him. Yeah. Because he's, like, then in control of his, like, his own decision-making and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But obviously it's, like, risky yeah. to not, like... I can imagine... Just, yeah, because it's, like, so much yeah. easier to be, like just do this, you listen to me because you're the kid and I'm the parent yeah. and, like, you'll thank me later. But it that doesn't always work. Yeah, yeah, that creates a lot of tension and, like, strains the relationship. So I think they have yeah. a good relationship, but I think she's, like, an extremely passive character. I think it, because she's, like, also, like, her sister, I'm assuming it's her sister, um, Aunt, uh, is it, Pat, what is it? Aunt, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting her name. Aunt Pam? Aunt Pam, there we go. Um, she's there oh, visiting with, like, all of the kids and Thomas. <clears throat> so, like, they're trying to finish this painting. Right. Like, so that's, like, kind of the mom's, like, huge focus. Right. Um, so they're they're both, like, kind of on vacation, if you will. Yeah, they, they're pretty much just there seemingly mm-hmm. to give them permission to go do things. Because I think, like, almost every, like, all, like... The I mean, I guess it's, like, over the summer, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they don't really... It's yeah, kind it's of, like, the kids... Yeah, during their Christmas, which is during the summer. Right, right, right. Um, the kids kind of have, like, free range or whatever, so it's, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. But they seem to be kind of just there to to have them check in and be like, hey, we're going out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I think also, like, if she... Maybe she looks at it as, like, if I force him to do this, he's going to be resentful. Right. And, like, not finish it. Or, like, not do well. And if he wants to do it himself, he might put more effort into it. I also like that the, like, the other adults in the background, like, the ones that you meet at the, um, the men's group. Yeah. Um, I love that scene of, mm-hmm. like, Thomas being a new person and, like, mm-hmm. the, um, I forget, it's, uh, Jackson's uncle. I'm forgetting his full name. Uncle Charlie. Yes. Um, I almost said Charles. Uncle Charlie, like, sees him and he's like, hey, like, let me ask you some questions. Uh-huh. And, like, invites him into the group and, like, makes him feel, like, welcome. Yeah. And does, the, like, the smoke um, yeah. cleansing. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That was, like, a nice introduction to, like, what goes on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just, like, nice to see the kids interacting with it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, a part in the book where it's, like, you know, our culture is not old, but we can keep it strong. Right. And, like, I just liked that, like, line of speech. It's, like, hey, you know, we... We could choose not to do this, and it could just disappear. Mm-hmm. Or we can choose to do it, and like keep it strong and going. I thought that was just like a really nice part. Yeah. Um, I like those interactions, and I think <laughs> he was like lightly more involved in that moment than the mom was, like Rhea. through the book. Yeah. But like, she's just there to be like, "Hey, I'm here." Yeah, <laughs> I'm here if you need me. Yeah, and um, if something bad happens, I will be there. Obviously, right, right, right. Which she is. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a good time reading it. Um, there's obviously some, like, language in there that blows, but I mean... Yeah, there... Teen boys are awful. There's some um, 
some slurs, mm-hmm. just a little bit of negative language, but I think it's all handled very well. Yeah. And also, like, important context for kind of, like, the characters and their experiences. So mm-hmm. I don't think it... It, didn't, it never felt, like, unwarranted or, like... What's the word I'm, like, looking for? Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, throw away? Yeah, it doesn't. It never felt like it was like there for like shock value or something yeah. like that. It felt like it was like important. So, um, but yeah, and, and again, I think like the actual like way that this book is written is like very nice. Um, it's like paced very well. It's like a nice story. I also kind of like that it's sort of like has like a definitive timeline because yes. it is like takes over like takes place like over Christmas and like mm-hmm. the holidays. So like you have like oh, the aunt is there for, like, the holidays to help the mom with stuff, so you have this, mm-hmm. like, character that's introduced, and this relationship forms between the two boys, but they have, like, a definitive timeline, kind of, of, like, what... of, like, where things will end, but mm-hmm. I think it also has, like, a very sweet ending that is feels, like, very hopeful. Yes. I think also, like, it kind of... This is a short book, as we said. It's very short. But I think it's if nice. you think of like a holiday break, like Christmas break in high school is like two weeks at most. Yeah. And depending on like what year it is, too, like where the days fall. Mm-hmm. So, like, it kind of moves in a blur. And like this book, not to say that like it moves in a blur, but like it's not like a huge amount of time right. that you have. And I think they illustrate that pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think just for me, like, hearing like oh it's it's christmas time and new year's and they're like let's go swimming it's so hot yeah my brain was like they're somewhere else if they're <laughs> in australia and yeah. it's fucking god awful hot in yeah. christmas my brain was just the like, way <laughs> like literally every every like scene is like bookended with like them showering or something yeah. because it's so god awfully hot that they're mm-hmm. like sweaty and there's like i can't even remember it's like the it's like maybe one of the first like parts of the book but Jackson is like describing like he's like showers gets out of the shower and then like by the time he's done dressed he's like still like just wet because he's so sweaty yeah from just like getting dressed in the heat and I'm like I that's like the worst feeling in the world when you like yes. have finished showering and then you get dressed and you're sweaty and you're like what was the point the first weekend here <laughs> <laughs> what was the point yeah um yeah but uh I think that was like I always I don't know I feel like heat is always like a good way to to like get an atmosphere in your books mm-hmm. because you can kind of like everyone understands the gross sticky feeling. yeah you can feel like thick if someone describes the air as thick you know exactly what they're talking about yeah. um i think that made a lot of sense i also i liked a lot that they like kind of walk everywhere or they like yeah. they ride their bike everywhere mm-hmm. i think it's like a really good again like it feels really rooted in like an actual experience which it is because yeah. The author, like, had mentioned in their note at the back that, Mm. like, the actual experience is heavily based on, like, their own, like, childhood and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. I think that is always very helpful. Yeah. Because then it feels real. Yeah, it doesn't feel like we're, like, reading a book, but it also doesn't feel like I'm reading an autobiography. Right. Like, it it feels like the real thing happened. It feels like a step back was taken to observe the environment. Yeah. And relay it. Um, It's... 
Sorry, I didn't mean no, to a, go ahead. I was gonna say it's like similar to how Sky Falling felt very like rooted in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. It's like uh-huh. yeah, you could tell this person lives here and knows like yeah. this neighborhood and how mm-hmm. it works. You can feel when someone is like, I want this to take place in New York, even though I've never been there and I've only and seen it on TV. Descriptive. Yeah, and it's like we went to Manhattan and then we walked to Brooklyn, and it's like, well, that's not how any of that works. It's like no. you've clearly never been there. You can do that, but it's not going to be like a twenty-minute conversation. <laughs> it's not going to be like a jaunt. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> there is a bridge I've heard. Oh, there is a Brooklyn Bridge. Not oh, sure. Interesting. Um, but yeah, no. So I felt like I yeah. This but this book felt very grounded. Mm-hmm. It was it was a a good read. Um, I think. Um, after like taking the rest of February off, like jumping into this book was like a nice, like way to start reading again. Mm-hmm. Um. And plus, it was just, like, a good read in general. Yeah, it was, like, a sweet little story. Mm-hmm. Felt good. Liked the characters. Loved the boys. Nothing too terrible happens. No. I mean, some bad things happen, but, yeah. like, no one no one dies. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I thought one of the kids was going to die at the beginning. I will, okay. No, yeah, I got worried because there's, like, a lot of racial tension in this book, and yeah. I was getting very concerned for yeah. a minute that, like, it was going to be... Mm-hmm. that kind of book where yeah. bad things happen and it's not that bad things don't happen but yeah yeah you don't there's it's mostly just verbal assault yeah. <laughs> more than anything i was just afraid bobby was gonna die after getting bit by the snake oh, I was I like, was wow worried. we're really starting off the book well they also start like the first chapter they fucking boy all the kids are in the truck together they get pulled over by the police yeah. and i was like oh, okay so someone's getting fucking hate crimed in this yeah. book um, and fortunately, Three pages in. yeah, fortunately it doesn't happen. There is, I, maybe that would be my only critique and this is through like an extremely American perspective, but I think that the police are given more of a, uh, leeway than they deserve in this book, especially mm-hmm. because it's like focusing on like a more targeted community. Mm-hmm. Take this with a grain of salt because I'm a, a white American, but like... <laughs> There were, I think there was literally a line where one of them goes, well, not all cops. And I went, no. That was, that'd be my only critique. And again, it's like, I don't, this is a very American point of view. So, but I felt like there was too much leeway there. But. Yeah. I guess it helped to their benefit because they do have both. Of, well, the entire thing with Thomas is he is like, he's just gotten out of like a juvenile detention center. Mm-hmm. So he's like technically on probation. So a lot of stuff they're doing, yeah. because they, like, go out and they are, like, drinking and partying stuff, mm. is, like, things he technically, I guess, shouldn't be doing. No. And at one point, Jackson gets in trouble with the police. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot, there was a lot of tension that I was concerned about. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's my spiel. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else to add. Um, I think this is, like, a good read. I think uh, this, like... Definitely gives a different perspective versus the other books that we've read in the past, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm i happy that Scholastic sent this our way, so it was on our radar. Um, and I like this, like, Gary's um, style of writing, too. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Is this their first book? No, I think they've written other things. I've, uh, they won, they've won awards for, th- I don't have the, like, the PR slip with me, but, um... 
I think they've read or read. <laughs> I think they've read some other things. Um, I think they've written some other things too. Oh, oh no. Okay, he's won a Patrick White Young Indigenous Writers Award mm-hmm. and received a copyright agency's First Nations Fellowship. No, it says Ready When You Are is his debut novel. Oh. So I think maybe he's written in the past uh-huh. other things, but this is his first novel. Okay. Which is like, I know, I feel like we always say this when we read like a debut novel. It's like very surprising mm-hmm. because it's structured very well. It's all the characters are like written very well, and it's mm-hmm. like very dynamic and engaging. And oh yeah, debut novel says on the back of mine. Who's Debut. the who's the um who are the quotes by on the back of yours? I don't recognize these people. Oh okay. Uh, Nina Kenwood, Will Kostakis, Benjamin Law, and Holden Shepard. Holden Shepard sounds familiar. Invisible yeah. Boys. What was it? Invisible Boys. That sounds oh. really familiar. Huh. Well, I had a good time reading this. I think this would be a good thing for people to read. Um, and yeah, and I believe it already, yeah, it was published February 1st, mm-hmm. if um, my arc is correct, which it probably is. Uh, but yeah, if you want to get your hands on this, I believe you can get this through um, Scholastics. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I don't have anything else to add. I don't have anything else to add either. All right. Well, we've been reading Ready When You Are by Gary Lonesboro, and you can get this through Scholastics, probably Barnes & Noble, but check out your local library or maybe even, like, a bookshop near you that isn't Barnes & Noble. <laughs> what? Uh, go to bookshop.org and see if you can buy it through them because all the money you can donate to a local bookstore. Yes. Even if they don't have it, it'll send the funds their way. That's cool. Yeah. I love bookshop.org. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's so good. Thanks for telling me, Sophie. Anytime. Yeah. All right. My name is Brendan Patrick. That's Sophie Green. Hey. Shadow is sitting in my lap. Hey. (laughs) And you've been listening to the Superlip Podcast. Yeah, I was like, damn, girl, you kind of... I just really made you wait for it this time. (laughs) 